Ash Brown has joined us and uh, he can do all the bowling. Welcome to you, Ash. Jared, good to be here. Uh, didn't get quite as hot today in Melbourne town. Uh, the change must have come through early. I was locked away at Fox Footy in the uh, the world famous Love In and uh, missed it all. Was this your AFL briefing? Did you have AFL? The... Got the AFL briefing. Yeah, we had that. I was at that one on Friday, which we'll talk about the media access in a yep. sec. Well, it was interesting, uh, Jared. I know you like to broaden the conversation. I did notice it was cooler than expected today. On the same day, the uh, Bureau of Meteorology's uh, boss, whose name escapes me, came yeah. out and defended their performance. Did he? In the forecasting world for their the past six months. <laughs> so take that for what it's worth. So he was, uh, he was obviously taken aback by how much criticism he was, going to, he was getting. Yeah, I think the Queenslanders aren't very happy with him yes, for yeah, uh, yeah, never... getting a few things uh, They got, got a few things wrong, perhaps. And they're still northerly down the coast, so um, we haven't had a major wind change. No, anyway, we'll find out why uh, maybe, maybe the... Mike from the Bureau of Meteorology. <laughs> He's listening. Come on and tell us. Um, yeah, we uh, we had a big uh, love in at Fox Footy today. You had all the changes. Uh, not that there is that that many. Although couch is going to seven thirty and uh, three sixty is going to six thirty. There's a new show coming in midweek tackle, which has got the Herald Sun journos um, getting a little bit of uh, makeup time, which will be will be interesting. But uh, we also then. Moved on, the AFL were there, and gee, did they have an army of supporters there? The AFL. Tell who was there. Did you a get a lot the, from, the Laura, the, from the top? Laura Kane. Well, I mean, from the top top. Yeah, top top. Yeah. Well, Dills was there. Deal came to yours. Yeah, we we didn't get deals in, at ours last week. He came to do an introduction. Uh, handed handed the ball over to who did he hand it over to? Jay uh, Allen. No, no, Jay was last. He oh. handed it over to head of commercial. Kylie Rogers. Kylie Rogers, yes. She did a good job telling us uh, that the game's got plenty and expect to check any time near you. It's a bit like, uh, <laughs> it's a bit like an election time. Uh, then we moved on to Laura Kane, who explained some of the changes, uh, some of the rule changes, um, and some of the interpretation changes, mm. which are not rule changes. Yes. Um, she was good. Then we she moved on to... Um, Stephen Mead. Stephen Mead with the concussion talk. Yes. Very interesting. Didn't want to answer my question about Lee Matthews' suggestion or Adrian Anderson's suggestion that we just heard from. Right. Basically said that they're still gathering information from the computerised uh, mouth guards. Which are now, I read an article, they're now in, in rugby. Yeah, they've they're, been around for a while. They're ma- almost ma- mandatory now in rugby. Is it? Okay. Then Josh Marnie got up. And uh, went through a few more rule changes and gave us an example of the rule change in the ruck, which is the Max Gorn rule. Max Gorn rule. Which to me, on the surface of it, I've got some concerns. I'm not sure why they changed. Well, I think I know why, because umpires are having trouble interpreting it. But the Max Gorn stiff arm, in my view, is a double action. He stiff arms, then he goes looking for the ball. And they said a double action is out, but they're sort of working their way around that. But to me, it's the jumping Ruckman killer rule. Did you get the um, – what I found interesting with Josh Marty's presentation to the media last Friday was about the umpiring and how they've had 12 months for the four umpires to yeah, settle down, yeah. their positioning. Yeah. And the admission that they will umpire games differently in the last – 30 seconds or last minute or two of a tight game, they realise, well, the ball's not going to be going 
to other parts of Grandmore. So they all the umpires will hover okay. right near the contest. Right. Which That's I've good. found because sometimes you think umpires lack game sense and common sense. But yep. this to me was really rooted in, in common sense. Be where the ball is. Not the old Jack died, don't be where the ball ain't. Yep. It's be right there. So I thought that was really smart play by the AFL. I thought that was a really good piece of thinking. Actually, still got some speed, Josh, I noticed. Because <laughs> as the as the queries about pushing the back and uh, he knew the prior opportunity to get a run, he <laughs> sprinted He sprinted for the doorway <laughs> with Laura Kane. So that was good work for him. But uh, I think he'll be good. I think he's got a he's got a, um, a seasoned personality where I think he'll be able to deal with the obvious criticism that comes with that uh, role and, and still be able to achieve what he needs to well, achieve. I don't want to preempt too much because I did speak to Andrew Dillon for the round one edition of the AFL record yep. and he did make the point that once you've been you – know, they can get as many club people into the AFL as they like, but once you've been at the AFL for 12 months, you're seen as an AFL you're person. You're an AFL man, yeah. So they're really keen to just get well-credentialed club people through the doors. And that's, I think, why they've sort of targeted people like Aaron Phillips and Joel Selwood as well mm-hmm. for to work you know, even part-time in the football department to just try and get the, the IP from clubs, as much IP from clubs and club thinking into the building as possible, which is a really sensible idea. So we move on to uh, – you told me you were going to do a uh, an interview with Damien Hardwick. Next week's AFL record, right. Damien Hardwick, is the cover for the opening round. Any any revelations? The, the revelation I thought I had didn't quite happen. So it's, it's still a very good interview um, and about the effect he's had. The, the impact he's had on the club has been in terms of media and membership and hospitality has been quite phenomenal. Do you think he should uh, do a pre-match interview for Fox in a, tomorrow or the, the next day for Fox Footy in the practice match? Oh well, I think there was mandate. Well, for the home and away season, they're mandate the, mm. the coaches are mandated to do it. Are you telling me that he's not doing it? Or I'm only asking the question. <laughs> he should. It's only a practice match, surely. It's only a practice match. Yeah, that's that's what I would have thought. So uh, the AFL have got some new media rules. Jay Allen went through them with us, and essentially what they're saying is that the clubs need to realise that the money that is uh, powering this game and making everybody wealthy that uh, is in it long enough is coming from the media and they need their uh, they piece of flesh. need their access. So the, the key takeaways, and this is a little bit inside baseball for the listeners, but in the end it's the listeners who and footy fans are the, bene- who are the beneficiaries of this is that every player who's played after a game is to be made available within 20 minutes. Now, not everyone will, and if you've been suspended, if you've been reported or you've got a bad injury, then yep. common sense will apply. But more access to play, it's almost like an open almost like a mix zone or an open policy. And if not then, then players are made available within 48 hours of the game yeah. um, to, to the media. So there's not enough media members to service this. A lot of players will still go weeks and weeks without doing anything for the media. But certainly it opens the uh, – we get more point of view after a game. And, and the thing that the host – if a player's best on ground and does the interview with the host broadcaster – They've never before then had to front up and do the written media in the rooms, but yep. that now changes. So if you're the best player on the ground, you might be doing two or three interviews post-game rather than just one for the for the broadcast. There's a query about Joe Danaher today, um, heading for the medical room, <laughs> when he was clearly uh, the most sought-after player uh, at uh, various stages, given he had a pretty good year. Yeah, well, he, won't, he might be able to do it once, but if he becomes a recidivist, then uh, there'll be financial sanctions hanging over his head. So at some stage, you'll just have to do it. The smart players... The Dustin Martins and the Joe Danhers, if they did it early, yeah. then the media will actually leave them alone. Do you, do you think that anybody will get fined this year? I think one will because he can afford to. I mean, Ralph Carr 
was quoted the age, Dustin Martin's manager is saying he just won't do it. So he might be the one who just says, well, I don't care what you ask me to do. I'm not going to do it. And if I have to pay, you know, $20,000 out of my pocket, it's not, uh, it's, it's a bit of chump change. So he's the one I suspect who will probably test it. Uh, Peter Sumich uh, resigned from uh, Western Australia because he they refused to publish an article where he was critical of Harley Reid. Does Summer write these articles or is he ghosted? Well, I th- with a guy like Summer, I think they're his words. Now, probably has, he's probably ghosted. Yeah. I mean, most past players, uh, m- most footy people, there's a journalist sitting helping them get the words out, but they would be his views. I don't think the views would have been planted by a journalist, particularly in his case, because he's pretty um, pretty forthright, Summer. Mm. It's not the first time he's been very uh, very critical of the footy scene over there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Harley Reid, there's esti- estimates he's been on the back page of the West Something like 40 times. Yeah, I've heard a few numbers. 40 uh, is, is a regular. It's 60 today from Western <laughs> Australia. So he, clearly he's selling papers and creating page impressions over there. And maybe the fact that he came out and applied what to me seemed fairly reasonable comments yep. just shows maybe that the, the Eagles, even under a new CEO, still have that hold over the WA sporting or WA football media that they had for so long under Trevor Nisbet. Um where does the Perth media sit in their relationship with the Eagles? Kane said last night that uh, whilst I was away, he had a blue with Tim Gossage because uh, he said that the media are petrified. I would have thought last year the media absolutely slaughtered the Eagles. They were, the WA media was critical of the Eagles as they've ever been. I think yeah. we talked about it a few times on, on this segment, Jared. That they really went hard at West Coast last year. They did. But the, this episode with Harley Reid shows they've still got – some control, and this is a Don. This sits with Don Pike now, as the new CEO of the club. Um, so, but Don wouldn't want Harley Reid on the back page 30, 40, 50 times. I wouldn't think so. No chance. But why? I, I'm not. What's driving someone to? I, I'd say because he sells. I say there's that much yeah. interest in it that uh, he's he's good copy. Yeah, he's very good copy. But even to have a column critical of Harley Reid's going to sell more papers yeah, and yeah. creates more debate. Uh, well, it was an interesting call to, to knock it on the head because in in real terms, I, I didn't think it was that critical, but it may well have flown in the face of the of the um, uh, the platform that whichever paper it was over there was building for Harley Reid and they they didn't want this uh, contra view. Yeah, but why, why if you... A fan of American sport as I am, and the, the players get athletes get slaughtered there on a daily basis. Is it? Yeah, this is this is light compared to what okay. a lot of American athletes oh. and and European soccer players receive as well. So, not quite sure what's going going on there. It's, I mean, it, the story's now taken more, it's grown more legs because of what of uh, because of what's happened with uh, Sumich being uh, asked to move on. Have you got any words uh, that you think are being overused in commentary at this stage? You suggest in your well, first it's... word, your first week? Uh, well, I watched a bit of the game last night. No, I'll, I'll take that on advisement, though, Jared. I'll, I'll, I'll have a little notepad next to me as I start watching the uh, okay. community challenge. And, uh, and, and We've all got words out. we overuse. We, we go to when we're nervous or we we can't spit one. But I, but I only ask a question because I've got an answer for you. Oh, yeah? I think outstanding <laughs> is being well and truly worked to death. There's a couple of broadcasts out there who do like to use the superlative outstanding on a too regular basis, but I'll keep an eye out. But everyone's outstanding in the preseason, Jared. He's an outstanding draftee, yep. had an outstanding summer, yep. played an outstanding game. Yes. 
plays his role in outstanding fashion. Yeah, impressive. So, <laughs> Give me three other words for uh, outstanding, impressive. Um, outstanding, impressive, improved can be in, in a football context. Is another one? Yeah, that'll do. Um, but this is a, this is the time. This is we're selling optimism, Jared, particularly over the yeah, next well, sort of I know that, but next seven days. Words. <laughs> you can't use outstanding three words in three sentences. Um, anyway, we move on. To the wordsmiths themselves, those with uh, magnifying glasses poking out of the back pocket, your uh, super sleuth types, the Hound Wars. Are we bringing back the Hound Wars? The Hound Wars are back. Quite clearly, Tom Morris would be streaks ahead if this was a race, but you believe Mitch Cleary has had a big week. Well, Mitch Cleary uh, last night in fine form dropping the story about uh, the the mediation sessions going to take place at Hawthorne with uh, Jason Burt. Chris Fagan, Alistair Clarkson in a room with Cirioli and the other complainants. So that is that was a big story, and I think we're so fatigued by the story. It didn't sort of wasn't a hit, it didn't sort of break the internet, but it was actually a significant story and yeah. a very good get by Mitch because so much of that process has been shrouded in secrecy. So well done to Mitch for getting that story out. I mean, this is only a, a, a question, and everyone will have a different opinion. But do do you think that the those representing the players have waited for the almost the least convenient time for the coaches to appear at this meeting. Well, in, in, in during the season, second, third week of the season. Yeah, and like I mean, two days before games. This could have been done. I know. Any time between now and last Christmas. It's staggering. This it's waited till now. So maybe they did. Maybe they tried to call some sort of bluff. Do, do, and, do you think it was at a point where they said, "Well"? Why don't we put it at a time they may not turn up? I don't know. I have no... no we're, and we're I, not going to know. We're not going to know, but, uh, but it, it, the cynics would uh, would look at it that way. Seems... But uh, well done to everybody involved. This is as much progress has been made uh, for a long time. And maybe getting in the room, which is what should have happened 12 months ago, yep. 15 months ago, Jared, might actually bring this thing to some sort of resolution and everybody can move on. Do you think it'll be resolved... Amicably, a- amicably, do you think it'll be resolved only through uh, some sort of exchange of cash? <laughs> uh, because uh, I'd lean towards the latter. I think there'll be some sort of amicable process. It'd be fascinating to see. I mean, to be a fly on the wall in that room is, for the first time in a long time, Surioli and Elsa Clarkson are in the same room. Mm. It'd be. Fascinating exchange to be part of. All right. Well, uh, it's not a big news story, but it will be as uh, time gets closer to it. Um, you want to talk about uh, commentary in the home and away game? Well, in American basketball and baseball, where they play so many games, yeah. uh, the teams have home. There's home team calls and away team calls. So today in the NBA, um, a player by the name of Max Struz, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Threw Mac, down Max Struz. Struz. S T R U S. I'm someone who correct me exactly how to pronounce it. He threw a 60 foot half court winner. Wow. On the final buzzer for the Cavs against the Dallas Mavericks, and uh, on the with thanks to the internet, you can listen to both the home calls and away calls, okay. which is something we don't really have a lot of in Australia no. when it comes to a sport and contrast. So let's listen to the two calls. Leave it to inbound, just to the left of the Cavs bench. All we need Leave is a deflection. Pass deflected by Mobley, but grabbed by Doncic. Doncic bounced underneath the PJ, and he laid it in with 2.6 to go. 
Cavs out of timeout. Struess into Mobley. Back to Max. Half court shot. Good! Good! He hit it! Cavs win! This place is going crazy! That, of course, was the home call. I had a feeling it might be. <laughs> Let's listen to the Mavs callers. Cleveland will take the ball out of bounds. I love this guy. <laughs> love it a lot more if they make a shot here. Deflection! And Luka comes away with it. Six seconds, five seconds, underneath. Washington, 2.6 to go. They're out of timeouts. Dallas leads by one. Mobley, Struess, Haheem. Awesome stuff. What a comparison. It's brilliant, isn't it? And, of course, the away team call, uh, the, the losing team call straight away says they have to review it. Yeah, that's right. Case, <laughs> in case they've got the, the timing wrong. But uh, we, we don't – I mean, I know here at SEM we do a bit of, uh, you know, Pies Radio and yep. there was Press – Blues press, Radio. Yeah, and Press Red for Ed yep. a little while ago. But it, it's, a, it's a great concept that I'm lo- I'd love to see developed. I know the radio rights are locked away, but you would think one day a club the size of Collingwood or even, you know, West Coast – or Richmond would actually try and challenge the AFL radio market and say, "Why can't we have our own call of games? To well, give people I, I, a choice of." I'm sur- I, I suspect they can if they pay the cash. It's a lot of cash. Yeah, it would take a lot of cash, but yeah. the, the user, the listener experience would be yeah. wonderful. I think if you if you had if you wanted to to listen to your own team's call of a game. I mean, it works so well in, in American sport because there's so many games and there's mm. so few national calls. Here, every game is covered. By you know, four or five radio stations plus the TV, but it's a wonderful concept—the home call, the away call. Who uh, is going to win tonight, Carlton or the Demons? Oh, I think Carlton, but uh, uh, you just these are individual performances. You watched yeah. last night on the basis of you know, who's looking good for particular teams, and Collingwood looked really slick, didn't they? Once uh, once they got going in the second quarter, they mm. looked terrific. Richmond were great early, and had it been a home and away game, they would have been kicking themselves to have been so dominant everywhere about the scoreboard. What was interesting today, uh, just going back to the Fox footy meeting, was they put up some figures today that showed 45% of people watching Fox watch it on Fox and 55% now watch it on KO. That is a huge number that uh, is this whole variety of people out there watching it, probably away from their lounge room. They may be in a holiday house or a caravan or on a boat where they're just streaming it onto another TV screen. They, they may be on the beach uh, checking it. They may be going for a walk, watching. They may be in the car and uh, turning it on and just listening to the commentary, as I did last night, because uh, there was no radio coverage of it. It's just a massive change, isn't it? It's quite remarkable in how quickly it's it's come along. Yet, the, yet none of the independent streamers have, uh, are going to be able to go anywhere near the footy rights for a long time. Netflix, none of them will touch the AFL well, for a while now. because it's still eight nine years away. So Ko's got locked up. Um, yeah, that's that's the way it goes. I mean, Ko's much cheaper, and now there's these bundles with club membership, so you can buy mm. a membership of your club and bundle them with Ko. Yeah, it's become a very cost effective way of uh, streaming and and watching your team play. So it's a good product. I believe Ko's. Relaunching or rebranding, not rebranding, but 
the, the product's going to be changing sometime this year. I know they're working on it at the moment. Well, but the, the Hubble is uh, going to be the thing new. called the Hubble. Yep. Um, so uh, that none of that surprises me. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens next year when the new radio rights kick in and uh, live feed into Perth and South Australia ends. So yeah, and Channel so, Seven will have the streaming rights to all the games it telecasts as well on, on Seven Plus. So that and, and how that, I'm not sure how that's going to work in WASA. There might be no need if those games are televised live on back into the home markets. Then do well, you they need won't KO? I don't know. If, if it's a yeah. Fox, if it's a Fox game, it'll right. be two hours in delay, like it was many, many, many moons ago. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting we talked about this I think last week is. Fox are going to need more commentators next year. Mm. Need more of everything because they're going to produce every game other than, other than, I think, the grand final. They're going to do their own productions on. Either that or the blokes that they've got to be working harder. Jared, there you go. You put, uh, have you put your hand up for uh, more games or no, more cash? I, I, I just uh, <laughs> I just waiting around to see if my name turns up on a roster. <laughs> roster. One day it won't Speak be there. Speak to Leroy, tell him. It won't be there at some stage. It might even be uh, later this year. Ash, great to have you on board, and uh, we look forward to your thoughts next week. Thanks, Jared.